You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Here we are, Vox and Hops, episode number 31. Uh, this week, uh, I have some amendments to make. I made a fuck-up last week, and I have to correct it. Um, last week, I made a bunch of thanks to all the people that brought out some beer for me on the Hell Over North America, and I forgot three people. So here they are. My friend, Natalka, and her lover, Grant, came out in Toronto. They brought me a bunch of great beers. I sincerely apologize. I totally forgot you guys, but I remembered once I wrote my post, and I included you in that, but I did not include you in the episode, so... I'm doing that now. Thank you, Natalka. Thank you, Grant. You guys brought us some great beers. Really, really appreciated those. And a slight um, correction uh, for Zach Roberts, who came out in Providence, Rhode Island, and he brought me some shitty beer. It was it was just the worst beer ever. And and it's not that it was craft beer. It was just garbage beer. And I and I've I've I've, I've said this to Zach, and he knows it. And, uh, you know, some of the boys enjoyed it, but I did not. I didn't even partake, and he knows that. But thank you, Zach. I appreciate it. The boys appreciate it, but it was shitty beer. Next time, you've already told me you're going to bring me some good IPAs. We'll see if you can make up for that. Not that I'm not appreciative. It's just I, I don't drink shitty beer. <laughs> thank you. Today on the podcast is my collaboration with the Jay Hoff Films YouTube channel, Chris Sutsos, I hope I'm saying that right. He says that it's the Greek way of pronouncing it. I'm hoping I'm doing it right. Chris from Jayhoff Films came out in Toronto. We did a collaboration. He brought me a whole bunch of beer. He jumped up on the bandwagon. We did an interview. He used his uh, video camera, and we used the audio for that. Now, I just have a message for all of you that are about to listen to this. I did not use my own personal recording gear for this, and it is something that I truly regret because the audio quality is not where I would like it to be. Uh, He tried to do some stuff on his end, and I tried to add some stuff on my end to fix it, and I decided just to leave it the way it is because uh, the more I touched it, the more it got weird. So uh, you live, you learn. Next time I do a collabo with someone that's going to film me, I'm going to use my recording gear so that I have my audio quality the way that I like it. So that being said, if you are a first-time listener, please do not think that this is what all Vox and Hops episodes sound like. It is uh, not where I'd like it to be. It is uh, slightly irritating due to the loud hum of the generator in the background because we are on the bandwagon. But nonetheless, it's a great episode. I had a lot of fun sitting down with Chris, Jayhoff Films. You guys should check it out on YouTube. I'm going to include the video version of this podcast, which we recorded in Toronto. It will be in the description. It's on YouTube right now. Jayhoff Films. Check it all out. This is it. Vox and Hops, episode number 31. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Want to go to the back room after and go braid each other's hair, probably? Yes. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Thank you so much Thank for you. hanging out Thank tonight. you for bringing me a Waterloo IPA. Made in Waterloo, Ontario. Not the British one, though. It's, uh, it's a bit more bitter than I would like. It's um, like a West Coast-style IPA. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very drinkable. It's, it's, it's nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure, I'm more of like a hazy New England-style IPA. Oh, okay. Fanatic at this point, and it's really just morphed my palate into just wanting that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, here we are, we're outside Lee's Palace in our bandwagon. I'm with Chris, and he runs a YouTube, YouTube channel, channel called Jayhaw Films. Let's talk Thank about you. that. Let's talk about that. Tell people what you're all about, what that is. 
so Jayhawk Films is a YouTube channel. Um, it says everything in the description. We're metal meets comedy. Um, it started off, we were doing, well, this is prior to when I joined, so this was back in 2013. I became part of the channel in late 2015. So at the time in 2013, there was all these parody videos of how to be a black metal vocalist where it's just, you know, one main character in J-Hop filming and just one running around Walmart being ridiculous with Halloween decorations and I, shit. I, I have seen that. You've seen how to be a black so. metal vocalist? I think so. Yeah. Excellent. We got a vintage J-Hop Films fan. I think fan. so. I think so. <laughs> Beautiful. So that's how the channel started and then over the years people have come and gone on the channel. So the original main character was a guy named Carpizzo and then he went off to do his own thing to be a DJ, a degenerate somewhere, we don't know. And uh, then Prims came on the channel and he was doing a uh, he was doing parodies of Phil and Samuel, so when the White Power thing happened, there was a parody video about that. White Wine. Yeah, White Wine, White Power Ranger. Um, we're not sure what <laughs> Phil was trying to say that night. White Out, maybe, because he saw someone carrying a vulgar display of that Power album. I don't know, but... That yeah. video was something. <laughs> and yeah. then I came into the picture, and we still do... We're still doing comedy stuff. We're trying to branch out, do a bit more shit with bands these days, just because we're talking about this prior to getting on the bus. It's always better to get information straight from the source, like a band member, or hearing what life is like on the road and what it's really like being a musician out there, right on the tour bus. Are you a musician? Um, I do play bass. I did have a band when I was younger. That was around uh, 2012 to 2015, we were active. And then nothing really came of that. We had a bunch of demos recorded that we never got to put out. And then I kind of, I just met a lot of people through the metal scene here in Toronto. And I eventually met Jay Hoff, who runs the channel. Well, we co-run it, but he's the one filming everything. And he's, you know, executive producer. And so, everything that we've done together, um, it's because I met him at a show one time here in Toronto. It was in a Monomarth concert with Skeleton Witch. And we just swapped phone numbers, and then he gave me a call one day, asked me, hey, we're doing this video called How to Be Metalhead Friends. You just want to chase a guy around the mall. And then it blew up overnight. We got on Metal Hammer, uh, Ultimate Guitar, um, Metal Hammer UK. They did like a publication about it and everything in their magazine, which was really cool. Um, Metal Sucks, Metal Injection, all the big sites at the time were posting about it. So that went viral. And then he just kept inviting me to do videos. And then we started writing more content together. And here we are, 2019, still going strong. What, uh, you know, in high school, were you a funny kid? I was an awkward motherfucker in high school. Like, at my school, they were very strict about uniforms and shit. You couldn't have hair really? beyond, beyond the collar of your dress shirt. So my hair's curly as shit. So I was, per I was perpetually in the juice state fro. <laughs> and so high school was a really weird time for me, and I definitely used humor as a, as a defense mechanism just to shut people down or if I didn't want to deal with someone that day. So I guess so. That and I play hockey. And when I was younger, if I don't know if you ever played rep hockey or know, knows anyone that plays rep hockey, or even if you hear stuff from NHL games that are mic'd up, there's a lot of chirping, a lot of yeah, shit talking forth, going yeah. back and forth. So you got to be quick on your feet. So I like to think I developed all of that from being that awkward kid in high school. And at the same time, like I didn't have any friends that listened to metal either. So I was always like, any any random person I found with long hair, like at HMV, I just go talk to it about like, what are you listening to? Yeah, man, exactly. Like, hey, do you like Cannibal Corpse or whatever? You just start talking, shooting the shit, whatever. So I definitely would like to say it came from a combination of that, Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Love them. Oh my God, huge Larry David I Oh my God, I would kill. If there was one person I could go have a drink with, it would be Larry David. I, I 
associate so much with him. Yeah, certain things that just happen there, and I watch it with my wife all the time. And mm-hmm. It's it's it could things that could happen to me. Just being so misunderstood, you know. Yeah, he's too funny. No, too, he's too funny. He's so relatable. Too. What would be your favorite Seinfeld episode? <laughs> I do have a bias. I love David Putty, but I also love any episode where George Frank Costanza just loses his shit. I'm back, baby is probably one of the best ones where he's where he's doing the Jewish singles mixer. And then he makes food and everyone gets food poisoning. Yes. And then he gets a PTSD. Oh, hilarious. I love that. George Steinbrenner's character is hilarious, too. All of Larry David's cameos in that show yeah, are... Yeah, yeah. They're so well-placed. I love it. He's, he's just... I, I'm waiting for another Kirby enthusiasm. I don't know if he's going to give it to us or if he just wrapped it up. Uh, but I would definitely watch some more. Girl, you grew up in Toronto? Um, I grew up in a city, Mississauga, not okay. too far from here. It's like a suburb of the GTA. Yeah, suburb of the GTA, so I'm not too far. But yes, I played a lot of hockey in the city of Toronto as a kid. Um, I played rep, I played in the east end of the city, in the west end, where I'm from, Mississauga. So I've been here, there, and everywhere playing hockey, and then... Going what what position do you play when you play hockey? Left wing. Left wing. Yeah, so you're a striker. Yes. Yes. Uh, was there ever an aspiration of going all the way? Um, you know... I'd be lying if I said at one point when I was a child, I didn't think to myself, you know, I want to be a professional hockey player, but there's so much that goes on with hockey, unfortunately, in minor league hockey, be it politics with parents. Like, there, there are parents that will go out of their way to bribe coaches to get spots on teams for their kids. It's just, that's not what the sport is about. And then there's, you know, you got to hit puberty at the right time when you're playing minor league hockey, and especially... Yeah, big enough. Yeah, yeah exactly, because I remember there was a time when I was playing hockey, and... It was like 2005, 2006. I was still like five foot nothing, and I'm going up against guys that are already a foot taller than me. Yeah. And of course, you know, coaches are going to take the bigger guys, and I can't say I blame them, but you know, there's so much that goes along with it. But maybe as a kid, I had aspirations, but when once I got to like you know 12, 13 years old, I was just kind of like, you know, I want to enjoy the game for what it is. What about metal? And actually at the same time that was around this well it's funny how that happens a lot of people i've spoken to on the podcast they were super into sports super mm-hmm. into sports and then they discover music yeah and then well i remember for me and i know glaze can vouch for me on this too the old ea, EA uh, nhl games yes. for the playstation 2 there were a lot of cool metal soundtracks on there that's true yeah so that was that from the blackheart yes song on the back of the yeah. i remember that yeah, yeah. so I think it was a combination of that, and I had, a, I had one friend in elementary school in grade eight that showed me uh, Metallica, and then from there it just—that's all my life became. Once I got to high school, like grade eight, grade nine, was and coming to shows in town tonight. The show is being pr- promoted by another show. Yes, from Noel. Shout out to Noel. Uh, I really feel like he is the metal king of Toronto. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's been doing this for years and years and years, and I I know that when I'm booked by Noel, I know that it's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. I know that we're going to be taken care of. How do, you, how, how do you feel growing up in Toronto, coming to metal concerts has evolved your metal talent? Um, I'm definitely a bit more choosy with which shows I'm going to these days. Like, when I was when I was doing my undergrad, I had a bit more pocket cash on me, self-bartending, so I'd go to as many shows as possible. And now you can only see a band for so many times, and I try to be... And, you know, I try to mix it up, be a bit more choosy with what I'm going to go see. Um, but being, because even, because I played shows with Noel back uh, in 2014, 2013, 2014, and I can definitely vouch, Noel's a great guy, he does a great job running all the show, all the big name shows, he brings a lot of big names into the city. So, 
even just going up, being part of shows that he's booked has opened me up to other bands mm-hmm. in the area. Uh, bands like Panzer Foss, Crimson Shadows. Yes, yes. both of those bands. I love those yeah. bands. Yeah. Awesome guys. Uh, Crimson, we did a show with them in Battlecross. Yes. And this was on January 2014, and it was the pre-Europe tour that Battlecross was doing, and that was over at Alma Combo. I remember because there was a crowd surfing cactus at that show. It was a, it was a great time. <laughs> a was, great, great, great front man that yeah. Battlecross. Uh, Gumby? Gumby. 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 Yeah. yeah. Gumby, come back to Canada, please. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I saw he, I saw he ran the other day. Where were you? That was a great episode yeah, as well. Yeah. To listen oh, to that. Okay, okay. That was the first one in this thing. Oh, yeah. okay. So where do you usually do the podcast? I tend to go to bars, honestly. Okay. I, or I've done it backstage, or I'm trying to be like creative. Okay. So the audio is not always the best, and it frustrates me as I'm putting it together, mm-hmm. and I. I can imagine it's probably annoying to the listener, but the content is there. So I want to keep spreading that and connecting with people and sharing the conversations with people because I think my guests are all very interesting and have a lot of interesting things to share. Mm-hmm. So I like sharing all of that. So I, I, I wager the, the quality because as you guys can hear in the background, there's this like generator hum that's fucking annoying. When <laughs> But, you know, it's that or I'm in the basement and there's a band playing upstairs. Well, once a beer company sponsors you, we'll probably get some lapel mics and everything. That'd be nice, yeah. 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 Um, we're trying to get into a bit more, I don't want to, I don't want to call it uh, more accessible videos, but we, we're trying to do stuff where we're relating pop culture to metal. So we recently did a video, and I know a lot of you guys enjoyed it. It was one, we were doing a parody of the... Um, what was that terrible Netflix movie, Bird Box? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we both saw Bird Box. I just watched it like two days ago. Yeah. What did you think of it? It wasn't as bad as what everyone said. It's the, I, I got so, everyone was hyping it. I sat down and it just felt like the biggest waste of two hours. And I messaged Jay Hoff, frustrated. And then he messaged me back. He's like, okay, we're doing a parody of this. And then it was called Poser Box. <laughs> and then we got, and then we had a very artsy fartsy, like nice camera angles going into this frozen ravine and everything on a bridge and where we had two characters pretend that they're walking around one of their blindfolds fell off and then it was me because <laughs> I just go around asking people if they like cannibal corpse and they'd say no and I just tell them to kill themselves and then that was it so we're trying to do more stuff like that just because you know I have like my teammates on my hockey teams I wish I could show them more of the channel because it came up one time and they're like oh I didn't know you did that sort of thing and you know, I can't always share it with random people they don't get it yeah exactly and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to branch that you know a bit of that pop pop, pop culture and then you know poking fun at it and putting our own metal twist on it that's awesome that's yeah. so fun everyone should like Cannibal Corpse everyone should yeah it's really it totally changed my my vocal delivery oh I can like definitely hear that, that kill Cannibal Corpse kill when I picked up that record that, that was a game changer for me. I love that yeah album. it took me a long time to actually sort of almost get there I'm still not there, but it's a game changer. Really, really on my vocal delivery. So, um, are you a craft beer enthusiast? I am, despite what people think on the channel, because I drink a lot of shitty beer. Because when you're filming a video and you need something to down quick, I'm going to grab a Labatt Blue or a Molson Canadian. It's it's water. <laughs> that's all it is. It's water. People ask, how do you get good at chugging? Chug shitty beers. Because when you're younger, that's all you have access yeah. to. You know. I see this thing when I was young. So stupid. What would we call it? I can't remember. We got a Gatorade bottle that we make a hole in the bottom. It's like shotgunning, basically, but we got a big Gatorade bottle. We pour like two beers in there, and then you flip it upside down, and oh, 
let the air in and it just like funnels straight down through you. Yeah. I know what I'm trying when I go home. <laughs> it works. It's brutal. <laughs> we used to buy like a six pack and down like four at a time. Nice. Giant gator. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta think outside the box with that. What would be uh, your favorite craft beer? This is something that's been happening. That's not a bad thing to right? I have friends. This is Natalia. Hi. How you doing? Just talking about a show that is Blackguard and Battlecross. What about... And I just walked in. Yeah. What about Insurrection? Oh, no. Oh. Insurrection wasn't on that day. Two for sure not that bad. I've been doing something with the fans. If the fans come and bring me... They're not fans. They're friends in this instance. They bring... bring me some craft beer that they get free entrance to the show and then I use it on the podcast and I use it to fuel the cryptopsy drinking machines. <laughs> Keep the party alive. So let's see what Natanka brought us. Jack Lance Brewing. Jack Lance and some Reinhard. What is it though? It's a Peter Mars. Avril. Money tries. And then we got a Kapow IPA Beautiful. and Armed and Citra Dry Hop Pale Ale from oh. Reinhard. Thank you, Natalia. Both metal breweries. Yes, thank you. Both beside each other. It's been uh, it's been really cool. We've been really super lucky on this tour. We haven't really bought beer once. That's got to work out well. Which for you. is good. Cause I like to drink. I don't, you know, I don't like to drink and be drunk. I like to taste beers. I'm a, I'm a real dork. Mm-hmm. I'll go to like a craft beer store and I'll spend you know like thirty bucks on four beers. And that's me having a happy night. Yeah. And I just like sip it, taste it. I'm not chugging crap beer. Yeah. Crap, <laughs> chugging crap beer is for parking lots and video. But <laughs> when I'm at home or if I'm out with the boys, I'm usually going for a craft beer or an IPA or stouts. I like stouts too. I love stouts, yeah. But uh, this is good. The, the more I'm drinking, the more it's, it's, it's my, my palate is appreciating it. But I'm a real haze, craze IPA guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember your first experience with beer? Probably stealing a six pack of my dad's Stella Artois. <laughs> At least you started with class. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember my dad told me one time, he's like, fancier the beer comes with a fancier litter, whatever. You the can't, top. you can't, like. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, I can't remember. I was probably watching a hockey game with my buddies when we were in high school. We were sitting in the basement with a freshly stolen six pack of beer. Um, my friends didn't really drink a lot in high school, so beer was just kind of, you know, try every once in a while, don't say anything, whatever. And then it wasn't until I went off to university and doing my undergrad and then going to shows and that's when I started drinking and I started meeting metal. The metal brought the beers. That's what that's what's perfect about the genre of music. It just goes hand in hand with like horror, beer, everything horror, good. Horror, beer, metal. Yeah, everything good in life. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, it's like tape trading, the whole beer thing that I've been doing. It's just like mm-hmm. There's no more error of tape trading. Everything's on the internet. Everything is attainable. Yeah. The beers are still, you know, not distributed everywhere. Yeah. They do limited runs, so you can't get your hands on them again. So I, I love the authenticity. Like, yeah, and like tape trading, I want to share. Like before this tour, I went to bought a bunch of beer to share with the guys from Benighted mm-hmm. because I know that they, Pierre, the bassist specifically, is really into craft beer. So I went to bought like the best, the Orioles in August, and I brought him one. I said, here, please take this. And he was like, oh, dude. And he just messaged me because I'm going to play in Lyon, where they live. And he's like, dude, look what I just bought you. It's like a, a circle of uh, appreciation and uh, sharing. I really love it. Absolutely. It's something that I didn't expect when I started the podcast. It was like a back thought thing, but it's not, I never knew that it would get to this point mm-hmm. where fans just show up. Uh, it's such a sociable aspect yeah. of the 
of the scene as well. But you have to contact me beforehand. You can't just get it for free. Because in Atlanta, those two girls just showed up and came to the door. And I was like, I got these beers for Matt. I can come in for free. And right the, to the venue? Yeah. Oh, that's the all you guy was like, what are you talking about? But luckily they were cool. They came and got me. And oh, okay. We had room in our list still, so they got it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, shout out to you, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> you play hockey? Yes. The Leafs are in the playoffs? Yes, currently. Still. Game five is tonight. Please, for the love of God, win a game in TD Gardens, boys. We're rooting for you. Uh, how important is hockey for you? Honestly, it, hockey and metal go hand in hand for me. So when I was uh, 17, 18 years old, that's when I stopped playing rep hockey because I got to university. And then university started meeting people. That's when I picked up bass as well. And I joined a band after, at the end of my first year of university. So they've both been huge aspects of my life. And now that the Leafs are finally fucking good, it's they, an they, exciting... They really are. I'll oh, my I'm God. I'm Montreal. I'm a Mahabs fan at heart. I hate the Leafs. But you got a good team. We're going to fight each other you outside got, the bus. You got, you, got, you got a good team. That <laughs> Thank Matt, you. That Matthews kid is... Yeah. Bless. Yeah, I love Austin Matthews. No. The whole team, absolutely amazing. We got hometown John Tavares, Mitch Marner. Yeah, sir. I, I was saying for every... The Habs should have gotten Tavares. Oh, my God. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> they definitely should have. But yeah, hockey is huge for me. It's just, it's a huge part of my life. My cameraman today, Brian, we used to play on the same hockey team together at really? university. Yeah. Shout out to Cannabis Leafs and everyone on that team. Cannabis Leafs? Yes, we had a lot of fun. That's awesome. Until we got in shit for doing something in the change room. I don't know why. They were changing. Yeah, that's changing. <laughs> it's a real crime against humanity. You mentioned when you came up what I thought about Metal Sucks. Let's, let's elaborate on that. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion? You know what? Um, metal sucks, metal injection. A lot of those sites in their heyday, I feel, were doing a lot of good. They were just putting stuff out there, and now there's just so much of a skewed bias on all the information that you're getting. You're not always hearing both sides of the argument. And I think a lot of people, a lot of fans, uh, people that go on the websites of ease back. I know even just from my circle of friends, no, no one gives a fuck with whatever metal sucks or metal injection is doing because they, that and they, you know, they ruin a lot of bands' careers. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, it's every band they're, they're going on a witch hunt for, but I think sometimes the importance of information being prevalent in any scenario, in any case when there's any misinformation going around is necessary to get to a conclusion. You know? And then some bands get a pass too. Yeah. Now, like, I hate Nazis. Yes, as everyone should. I hate Nazis. I also dislike the Antifa. Mm -hmm. I understand what they're doing, but... I'm not about Antifa either. I, I don't... I don't... understand the masks. If you're going to go out there and you're going to protest something, then go be authentic about it. Yes, I agree. Be yourself and stand up for what you believe in. There's no reason to be hiding your face if you're doing that. I still check out Metal Sucks and Metal Injection, but I mostly do it like today on the album release days because yeah. I like to know what's going on and sometimes they have some stuff that I haven't been paying attention to and I'll see releases that have come out and stuff like that. But uh, as far as the, the witch hunt, the cancelling of tours, I just... I know that there's certain bands that they've gone after that I... If we get tour offers with, I'd probably say no because I don't want to my tour to fall apart. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and you can't blame a club owner for canceling a show if he finds out that the bands are actually horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then there's also the other side of there's the art and the people that create it. And then some people get a pass, and then some people don't. Like Metallica. Exactly. You can that find whole, that whole Z-Kyle thing with exactly. Lars. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I, it, you know, whatever it's getting clicks for them, they're going to give a pass. They're just going to kind of sweep under the rug and not talk about. And then it's just, I don't know if it's because, you know, I've, I've been in a band before, you know. I hang out, I know a lot of musicians, no bands on the road and shit. I can empathize. It's not easy doing what you guys do, being on the road. And sometimes it makes stupid jokes. Yeah. Shit happens genuinely sometimes too. Sometimes we're just a little bit, and we do silly jokes that's inside jokes for ourselves. It doesn't mean that they're appropriate or acceptable. No, absolutely. But but, but stuff happens. We're all human beings at the end of the day, correct? Cameras are around, the videos are around nowadays. Yeah. So you gotta watch what you're doing, especially in the public eye. Yeah, absolutely. Because Metal Sucks will get you. (laughs) (laughs) No no offense to Metal Sucks, I'm gonna be on their podcast soon. I just did an interview with them. I'm not, I'm not against metal stuff yet. I just don't like the persecution. Mm-hmm. Just go back to sharing albums and releases. That's it. that's all. Yeah, don't, don't be a gossip news. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's, so much of it is I don't give two shits of a donkey fuck about what everybody from Bring Me the Horizon is doing with his career. But the amount of time, like, I had to unsubscribe from their email list, too. So I just kept getting emails. All these, all these skies, all these fucking ocean. I don't give a shit, dude. Just like give me, give me releases, give me tours. Yeah. I want to hear about the big tours coming. Up. I don't give a shit about. I want to hear what Maynard said. <laughs> oh my god, Maynard! Are you ready for the new tool? I'm ready because we're Are going to do. No, but no. we're going to do parody videos because that was another. That's something Prims did when he was still part of the channel. He did Maynard parodies. Really? So there, I, there should be. If Tool's doing something, we're going to parody them at some point for sure. I like. Do you think I'm, that they're going to release it digital, or is it only going to be on? It's only going to be at the bottom of boxes of Maynard's wine. That's the only way he's going to sell it. He just no, because he puts Pussifer and all his other projects out digitally. Really? Yeah, yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. So, so I, I personally think that I don't know. I'm, I'm like split right down the middle. Either like the day that the album comes out, it's just going to come out. It's mm-hmm. not going to be announced. It's just going to be there. Or there, and then like the whole discography will be on Spotify. Will be on iTunes. Mm-hmm. That will be like one option, and the other option is you can only get it if you go to a record store or if you order it from them. Yeah. And a part of me thinks that they're so like creative and like they're gonna have like the booklet experience and stuff that they're probably going to go with the you have to order, you have to get the physical. It's tangible. Yeah. If they do something creative with it, cool. Yeah. I'm sure they will. They they always do. I did listen to Tool when I was younger, when I was maybe 15, 16. A friend of mine got me Lateralis for my birthday, mm-hmm. and you know I can appreciate the music, the music, the musicianship. It's just that's another thing with metal sucks is it just kind of ruins bands for you after a while, where you just don't give a shit anymore because you're just so annoyed at the personality. But it falls yeah. into again the, the personality versus the art. Yeah, exactly. And, and do you, you know, this person can be a horrible person, but they may, you know, do you do you just throw it in the garbage or do you just appreciate appreciate it differently? I'd say I don't, I don't know like, if you like that. Suddenly dying. Same situation, you know. See, the thing is, when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I probably downloaded a couple of their songs off LimeWire, and it's just something that you don't give a shit when you get older. But you know, I'm not about that. I'm I don't I don't see how a guy that you know tried to kill his wife is already going out on U.S. tours and shit. I think that's a bit ridiculous. And once again, it goes for oh whatever. Sold out. Yeah, and whatever's making the big bucks, everyone's going to sweep under the rug. No one gives that much of a shit if it's going to bring, be bringing in the big money. So there's a bit of hypocrisy in that standpoint. So I'm, 
I know they all, you know, they all fully admitted to lying about being a Christian metalcore band. Like that, they fully admitted that was a whole shtick and everything. So that's a bit weird too. I, I just, I for me, I don't get. If the music means something to you, okay, go listen to it. If it empowers you, by all means. I just couldn't because I watched a clip of their first show back with Tim out of prison and everything. And just in between songs, everyone was screaming, we forgive you, Tim. We still really? love you, Tim. And it was just like, no. Like, think about it. Like, it was also the thing, he served his time. And... He had a reduced sentence as well. Yeah. He only served two of the six years. Yeah. It's just, I, I, for me personally, I couldn't understand how you would willingly put money in someone else like that's pocket. But if you want to go listen to the music, by all means, if it empowers you, if it does something for you, whatever music makes you feel, you do you. And then do you think like a band's going on tour with a guy like that, that they're condoning him? Forgiving him? I can't I can't say that just because I do know how difficult it is to get on certain tours and there are only there are in the music industry or in any entertainment industry, there are peak windows when you have certain opportunities to do stuff. And you know that it's gonna get packed house. Yeah, like Battlecross talking about going back to your podcast with them, talking about how they had a tour bus and they, in hindsight they regretted it. But you know what, they got on that tour, that's what counted, because they sold merch, they got out there big time that year too. So I, I can't say I would fault bands for wanting to go on tour with them, just because they know it's gonna be a sold out house. They're gonna be, they're gonna be benefiting off of it. So that's up to the discretion of the bands. If it was me personally, I'd probably be stubborn, but that's just me. What would be like a band that you're listening to right now? What's your like jam that you love to listen to the most? Oh fuck! Aside from Exodus, because that's just a constant staple in life. Um, <laughs> fuck! Probably Revocation. Oh yeah, I love that. Dude. Oh my god! Yeah. Everything they, I I've yet to hear one bad album from Revocation. Yeah, from but Revocation. they're really going to be the next big thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Them, Rivers and Nile. Because you were talking about that with a. Uh, Bands that are going to get up to upper echelon. We'll never have we'll never have those stadium bands again. But you know, I look at bands like Revocation or Havoc, Warbringer, Ex Mortis. Love all those. Whitechapel, that new album. Mm -hmm. It's going to be. Uh, my local buddies, a uh, band that I'm wearing today, Apoc, and then my buddies in Raider, Invicta, Cathartic Demise, Cerebrus. I love all you guys. It's always good to be part of. That's something I missed, being part of a music scene. Because when you're in high school, you don't really have a lot of those friends that you can appreciate it with. And then when you get older, you expand your horizons, your, the people that you know, you're able to go That's, that's the, how the podcast works. I, I, you know, most of the time I'm just talking to my friends, people that I know rather well. It's just an easy, like, hey, you want to know my podcast? We're like, yeah, no problem. It's, like, it's not like cold calling people. It's, it's all people that I've spoken with, that I've drank beers with already. Yeah. And I'm basically just having another beer with them and sharing a conversation with, mm -hmm. with the world. That's the way it should be. Yeah. We have memes. So there, there are trailer park boy ones. I like that. Yeah, the trailer park boy memes. Did you watch the, the animated? I enjoyed the animated. I, so it took it to another level. I loved, yeah. I loved a lot of parts of it, uh -huh. but I was not convinced about them leaving him around. You, okay. I don't know how to feel. It was awesome. Cheers. We pinpoint the words they were using from like past Other, episodes. That's what it was. Right? From other like, seasons, like, yeah. The Randy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but I, I, I knew exactly. Yeah, and they just need to rip the band-aid off, I think. I love the show, I love the boys, and I can appreciate the fact that they want to do the animated thing on Netflix and then see. I, I think there's, there's, there's the sky's the limit. They can do whatever yeah. they want. That and they're doing a lot more live shows now, too. So 
personally, I would rather see the boys live in concert, you know, doing their own stand-up. I, ha- I actually uh, probably shouldn't be admitting this, but I did smoke a joint with Mr. Leahy when he was still alive. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, he was doing a uh, comedy bit with Randy at yeah, uh, yeah. Sheridan College in Oakville, I believe. And I was, we were, it was free cheeseburgers. Randy signed my cheeseburger. And it was, and he, cause I asked him, I was like, can you sign my, the bun of my cheeseburger? He's like, oh, no one's asked me to sign this before. And he's like, his little voice. Oh my God. And he's like, I'm going to do it in the corner so you can eat the burger still. But they're just so funny. And so it, funny. Oh my God. And Mr. Lee, he's just, he was the sweetest guy on the face of the planet. He was sober. He never drank. No, he was, yeah, stone cold sober. He didn't drink. He just enjoyed smoking a J and then he watched the Blue Jay game with the students afterwards. Really? That's so like it's just it's just heartbreaking. Like I remember the day he passed away. Me too. It was the night before an exam, and I fully stopped studying just because <laughs> I was like go devastated. Back and go back and watch Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I just I just gave up one on Netflix, watched Trailer Park Boys, and oh, we miss you, Leahy. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, know a person that tour managed them mm-hmm. on one of their tours, and he says that they are the craziest people out of all the bands that he's toured with. Really? They are the most drugs, the most alcohol, the most women that he's ever seen. It's a good thing they're yeah. not married, eh? <laughs> I don't know if they are. <laughs> Sorry if you are. Yeah. yeah. Apologies in advance. Yeah. Please have us on SwearNet. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you subscribe to SwearNet? I do not, but I think that it's super smart what they do. Yes. It's they have smart. a lot of good stuff on there. Like, they have a cannabis show and they just talk about all the education behind cannabis, CBD oils, and all that sort of crap. How it benefits people with uh, sleep apnea, anxiety. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of good content. And then they had uh, Chris Hadfield play space with bubbles and like a makeshift. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was a great episode. It was the studio was maybe they the should size. Send, send bubbles to space. Can't yes. They? Oh my god, can we make that a thing? That'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see it. And that's what I loved about the animated series. They got to do that. The boys went to space, and it was just, there's so much more creativity in it. I love it. Like, I'm looking for it. Hopefully, they put out more than just once a year. But I know a lot yeah. goes into it. Yeah. Or a new movie. Maybe a new movie. New movie, I would be down to tie up the loose ends with Mr. Lake, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I, I, I'm i with you. I don't think they, keeping him as the liquor bo- genie bottle, like, it was a bit, no. It's too much. It's, 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 yeah. I don't know how his family feels about it. They're probably fine, but. I was offended. I, I was too. I was just like, no, just let him. The shit hawk took him away. That's it. You just drop yeah, it. Yeah. I'm okay yeah, with that. And that was it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Dank beams. <laughs> Dank beams melt steel beams. <laughs> thank you so much, Chris, for coming. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Having a few drinky poos. <laughs> Hey, thank you all so much for listening right to the end. I know that it was difficult with that audio quality, but, you know, as you get used to it, it sort of just disappears, hopefully. Um, If it was too annoying, check out the YouTube uh, version of it. It's uh, in the description, and uh, you can see us talk and hear what we just said. Uh, Thank you to Chris. Uh, Thank you for bringing out a bunch of beers. You're a great guy. Loving the channel. I've been making my way back throughout uh, a lot of his how to be a metalhead videos uh, they're super fun super interesting he's a he's a funny dude and uh, very canadian and i like that uh, next up on the podcast i have uh, the infamous daniel defonce uh, daniel defonce is a booking agent and he also works uh, as a record exec uh, for the record label unique leader one of defonce's main things that he has going on is that he's the guy behind the 
Devastation on the Nation, which I had the pleasure of playing two years ago. Get your tickets uh, this time around. They have uh, Dark Funeral, Belphegor co-headlining. It's going to be a ridiculous, ridiculous lineup. You should check it out. Devastation on the Nation next week on the podcast, the infamous Daniel Defonce, and you shall all get defonced. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Uh, lots of good stuff going on in the background here of Vox and Hops. Uh, I'm excited to uh, bring you a whole bunch of new stuff. I got a bunch of new episodes up and recorded. I am in um, Europe right now. And uh, tonight I am actually playing the Netherlands Death Fest. I'm super stoked to get up there on stage and destroy this place. I just uh, got in Europe this morning. I landed and uh, I'm about to play. So it's going to be sick. Um, this is... Uh, Netherlands Death Fest, I've never played before. I had played at the Narok Death Fest, and I'm excited to play Netherlands Death Fest. Uh, tomorrow I am at the Dreamers Fest in St. Omer's, France. You guys should check it out. It's us and Ingested, and we're going to be uh, with Sinister, and it's going to be a sick, sick, sick show. Uh, the tour continues. It is Cryptopsy, Ingested, Night Rage, Demonical, Insight, Glory Hole Guillotine, and it's going on for the, the next two, two, three weeks in Europe. Get your tickets. It's all going to be in the description, the cryptopsy.ca slash shows. We have all the ticket links up there. After that, I come home for a bit. And then in July, I'm going to make my way to Asia for the first time, an extensive Asian tour. You should check that all out. It's going to be sick. Uh, any people listening to Asia, let me know. I'm excited. Uh, what beer should I drink? Let me know. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Cheers. I hope you have a great week. Hang out with your friends, your families, your loved ones, and drink great craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hopsets. <laughs> Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.